episode of the Butterfly Evolution Show. I'm your host, Tammy, and I want to thank you all for tuning in with me tonight. Um, tonight's topic is actually it's going to be a short series. Tonight will be the first show, and I'll end up or I'll close it out next Monday. But tonight's topic is the seven deadly sins with focus on pride tonight. So we'll only discuss pride tonight, but I'm going to give all seven of those out in order to prepare you for next week's show. Um, Before going forward, I want to remind everyone that our chat line is open, and I'm just going to check and see. Okay, I'm just making sure, and it is open. For those of you who are listening by way of chat, please know that you can submit your comments and questions right there, and I'll be able to see them. I'll continuously check throughout the show for those and read them as uh, they come in. For our phone listeners, You can listen this way. You can also make comments or ask questions by selecting the number one. The way that I will pull you in or identify that I have you in queue is provide you with the area code that you are calling from and the last four digits of the number, again, that you are calling from. Want to briefly and quickly as we move forward into into tonight's show remind you about our trash can concept. Please, again, continue to move those. Uh, It truly does help one or help you to see how the mind keeps up. I've heard from some people about that process. They've taken it upon themselves and their families uh, and their families and their lives, and they're doing this. And, again, they're amazed uh, how often they return to the trash can's old location. So, it is mind-boggling when you when you first start this process. So for our new listeners, um, again, move your trash can from its current location to a new location. I personally think that the trash can in the kitchen is the best. That For some reason, that's the one that I always went to the most. But you select that according to your lifestyle. But do move it and then monitor how often you or your spouse or your children return to its old location. So it's a good thing to make a game out of it and keep score and then talk about, um, I think it's also good, especially with your children, talk about their thoughts on how they return to its old location and, and allow them to just share what they their feelings about it or what they've taken from it. So moving right along again tonight's topic is the seven deadly sins, and this is more so, I feel personally, that this is kind of the the sins that we take upon ourselves that we create in our own lives, and those things create strongholds and bondages, bondage in our life. It creates fear and, and so many other things. So this was an interesting topic for me. I, I really don't remember how I got here. I just, I think I was just kind of searching the web and as I often do, trying to just kind of get a feel of where I'm going to go each show. 
and, and something caught my attention. I've never really focused on the, the seven deadly sins or saw all of them, had a chance to see all of them incorporated under one statement saying the seven deadly sins. So it was interesting. Of course, pride stood out to me, and, and ironically, pride is noted as the, let's see, the first of the deadly sins. And again, I'm going to give you all of them tonight, but we're going to talk about pride tonight. So what is pride? And we're talking about the sinful pride. Pride, the sinful pride is basically distorted self-esteem that ignores one's shortcomings and allows one to place blame on others. Now, distorted means basically one-sided, misleading, biased, or unfair. So that's what it says, distorted self-esteem. Now, there is a huge difference. Of course, there is a side of pride that is normal, it's needed in one's life because we teach our kids to have pride in themselves, to be proud, proudful of what they do, their accomplishments and things like that, and certainly we should. But as you know, there are some people that take this to a different level, as in everything. There is a a side that is balanced on everything, and there's, there's a side where people, for whatever reason, we all do, we take it to we can take it to another level. So we're talking about the again, the sinful pride that allows one distorted self esteem and it allows this person to ignore one's shortcomings and allows one to place blame on others. And if we be honest, um I know I there was a time in my in my life where I was a, I was too pride for my own good and we're gonna get into the damage that, that being pride prideful does, even in your walk with Christ. So that, again, we're talking about the sinful pride. So don't misinterpret, it the, misinterpret the topic because there are some there are some sides of being prideful that we need and we should have. Um, getting back to the topic, some of the characteristics that are accompanied with this distorted self-esteem or this sinful pride is arrogance, conceit, and hold on to that word conceit because I'm going to bring that up again. But arrogance, conceit, and vanity. Arrogance basically means self-importance. Conceit, self-satisfaction. And note the self in that. So arrogance, another word for that is self-importance. Conceit, self-satisfaction. Vanity, big-headedness. And again, you can relate that to self. And egotism. I chose egotism or ego because that's another topic that I've been kind of studying for about a year now off and on and trying to understand the ego, that whole psyche part of the ego. It is such a huge, a broad area to try to understand, but I think it's very necessary, and I plan to do a show maybe even after this series just on understanding the ego and how if we're not careful and really allow ourselves to really die daily and become more Christ-like, it will take over. And it has taken over in in the lives of many people because what I'm noticing is even in studying this, people are so, even though I think when they, when they mean well, um, they are still taking the, the taking um what's the word for it? they're taking credit for God's work in their life like i very rarely see god getting the glory god being uh praised for outcomes and really saying hey i could not have did this 
by myself. I, I didn't do it. This is not me. So we that's why I say we really have to be careful when we're looking at the sinful pride because not only does it is it deadly to your your life, your walk in this world, but your spiritual life is is rules it all. And if we are if we're messed up there, it it it, it kind of disturbs or distorts your walk with Christ. Because again, you you almost if you don't catch yourself or really look at this, you're putting yourself it will allow you to put yourself before God, meaning you're getting the praise, you're getting the glory. And that can lead you to a spiritual death. So again, focusing on tonight the sinful pride, the one that comes with the characteristics of arrogance, conceit, vanity, and as I just said, and I'm going to repeat this because I see we've had some people come in, uh, arrogance, self-importance, that's another word that means the same, conceit, self-satisfaction, and vanity, big-headedness, which is about self as well, and egotism, which we're going to focus on that ego a little bit, just a little bit tonight, and we'll save that for another show. Um, Another very, very important thing about pride, pride allows a person to ignore his or her imperfections and failings. And as what I've learned in ignoring those imperfections and failings, not saying that we should ever focus on our imperfections and failings, but when we when we feel the need to also ignore them rather than admitting, hey, I'm, I'm weak in this area, but my brother or my sister is strong here, and we make up the body of Christ, we try to hide those things and cover them up and oftentimes try to operate in those areas of weaknesses or imperfections and failings, and we're not supposed to be there. So rather than focusing on where I am acknowledging where I'm where I fall short without blame to someone else and focusing on this is the gift that God gave me. This is the area that I work in. And when we can get to a point where we can do that, pride goes away because you are allowing people to be part of the puzzle. A puzzle you need all of the pieces to complete it or you don't get the full picture. And I feel like we all have different gifts different areas where we have our purposes, our passion, and if we would understand that, remove the pride, focus on where we're strong while acknowledging our weaknesses so that we can turn those things over to that person who is and let them go with it, we'll all end up back together with that puzzle put together with all the pieces. So sometimes I feel like we are, as I mentioned, it reminds me of uh, the show, I believe it was last week on the root of it all and thinking about God is love and we are made of God's image, so we are love. And I feel like we, we, we have gotten so far away from operating in love minus that sinful, prideful spirit until we are lost. We do have that that nagging hunger because we're so far from love. As I mentioned in that show if you had to describe love or define love based on what you are seeing in the world, the way fathers love um, daughters, husbands and wives love each other, families interact and love each other, friends, how would you describe it? How would you uh, define it? So all these things, again, pride takes part in, pride plays a part in that. Think about how many marriages probably have failed because someone simply did not have too much pride to say, 
hey, I messed up, hey, I'm sorry, hey, let's do this, or even relationships altogether. So, again, I can raise my hand, be the first tonight to say, whoa, it is me. I, I, I certainly was on a deadly downfall with that pride thing, but thank God for Revelation, thank God for grace and mercy, thank God that I can acknowledge it enough to say, hey, this is a deadly sin to my life. This will this will, and it is destroying me. So moving right along, and I'm going to check the chat line if you guys could just hold on for just a minute. And remember, for those of you who are in the chat line, if you came in late, you can submit your questions or comments there. For those of you who are listening uh, by phone, select the number one if you have a question or a comment tonight, and hopefully you do. And I promise I am not going to stay on two hours tonight. I'm going to let you guys go hopefully within an hour, unless you have more questions or comments about this after I'm done. I'm going to let try to be done within the hour. Um, as I mentioned, pride is known out of the seven as the number one deadly. Why? Because it leads to all those other things, which are anger, lust, greed, envy, gluttony, and sloth. Not That's not the only thing it leads to, as I'll get into a little bit more in the show, but, but pride sets the stage for all those things. Um, I want to go to a verse, and I believe it's Proverbs uh, 8. Proverbs 8 and 13. The fear of the Lord is hatred of evil, pride and arrogance, and the way of evil and perverted speech I hate. And remember, as it says here, pride and arrogance, which was one of the words that mean the same, one of the words I covered, is self-importance. So pride and arrogance and the way of evil and perverted speech, I hate. So there is a verse there that tells you that there is no room for pride in your life, the sinful pride, the one that's so self-absorbing, so self-important, so self-satisfaction or self-seeking, that one that allows that ego to grow, to manifest, Okay. So looking a little bit deeper into it, as it relates to ego, it's basically, again, it inflates or allows you to let your ego take control. So it pride is an inflated part of ego or inflates the ego. Um, it makes one rationalize behavior such as, and I think these are very, very important, lying, cheating, stealing, and insulting. And those are not the only ones. Those are just the things that I, I wanted to add to this show in that or in order of importance to me pride makes one rationalize his or her behavior such as lying cheating stealing and insulting how many times or or how long has it been since you've been around someone who almost lies without thinking i mean the lies have become such a part of their life until it's normal, the lie is their truth, and it's all to 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 receive or gain some type of self importance self satisfaction that they know is a lie, so that whole process to think about that is really sickness it's a it's a real sickness of the mind, and when you're operating in that sinful pride in that side of pride, 
how can you manifest? How can you walk into your destiny with God? How can you die daily when you have that stigma on you, when you are carrying the weight of that sinful pride? So, again, those things are lying, cheating, stealing, insulting, cheating. There's a whole lot we can say about cheating. We can talk about marriages, talk about relationships. Um, you have people that will rationalize their behavior, basically, as I said, rationalize or, or, or verify, find some reason to verify or confirm that it's okay in their mind that they are lying, that they are cheating, that they're stealing, or they're insulting people and bringing them down. So it's also very, very important to know that these things that we go through, they're spirits that take that come upon us. So often we as believers, um, we don't learn enough or study enough about even the Holy Spirit because it takes the Holy Spirit for us to truly change our lives, to be transformed. I feel we have to be able to identify and be transformed through the Holy Spirit. But there's also a side of those side of spirits that, such as pride. Pride is a spirit that takes that we take take on our lives or take in our lives, and it's normally accompanied by rebellion. Um, it's basically pride is scorn, mockery, egotism, arrogance. It allows one to gossip or have criticism towards each other. And, again, it is a spirit that manifests within us. Pride also um, often makes one ref- refuse to obey those in authority because that ego, again, it cannot accept the idea that someone else may be a bit more uh, knowledgeable here, powerful here, intelligent, or has more influence that person who is in that sinful pride, they want it all. They want to be everything in every situation, and they want everybody to see and acknowledge them. So, again, self-seeking, self-importance, um, self-satisfaction, arrogance, conceit, vanity, the ego, big-headedness, all those things uh, play a part. In that, and again, it's difficult. Notice, I think the most part I've had this is is in the workplace. I think you see a lot of it in the workplace where people cannot seem to um, allow, even in the workplace and churches as well. I, I think it's very pre- prevalent in the church where where people want to be everything um, in the church. They want to be even in areas where they are not gifted or their passion is not there, but they just want that validation. And if we'd all be honest with ourselves, um, there's always a sense of of needing someone to to see us or needing to be seen um, or validated. And that's okay. We should, again, be be very uh, proud of our work, but it is the meaning behind it. What do you need to get from behind it? And I think we should always uh, tell people when they when they when they're doing a good job, when they're operating in their passion and their purpose and their gifts and doing it very well. But at the same time, when 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 we realize that people are more gifted in another area, but they're trying to to be the entire body, 
we should also sit down and say, hey, you know, it seems that you do this much better. Or you're very good at this. Is there a way that we can put you over this or have you work with whomever? So I think it comes back to truth as well. We we are so far from operating in truth um, in our in our relationship with other people. So pride, as I mentioned, is a spirit. It also is a stronghold. It becomes a stronghold in our life. It really, really does. And and for those of you who are not familiar with strongholds, I, I recommend that you go back um and even study in your Bible the effects of the stronghold that strongholds have on our spiritual walk as well. So moving right along, pride prevents people also from, from seeking necessary help or wisdom from others. Um and from working effectively together. I think I covered that just a little bit ahead. But the necessary help, pride prevents people from seeking necessary help. How often or how many times uh, have you, the listeners, not asked or seeked help because of your pride? And think about what it caused you. I know for me, there's there's times when I knew that I needed help, um, and I knew that the, the person or persons would help, but just that pride would not let me ask. And I, as I look back and bring it forward, the 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 effects of that is crazy. It, it's simply crazy as I look back and think you were too proud to ask. So. Again, what does what does that do for your spiritual walk? In instances as that, you know, if we would ask and people would provide help, um, that's allowing even yourself or me, that would have allowed me to see God show up in my situations and bless through people. So even in, in the prideful, prideful moment, we are... We're putting God out, so to speak. So, my opinion, but we're putting God out of those situations where that that person is able to help, willing to help, um, because of our pride. So, it does prevent people from seeking necessary help and wisdom. And if it's not the help that you need, sometimes you don't go to people and ask, for their wisdom in a situation because of your pride. So it's not necessarily or it doesn't have to be necessarily about those things. It could be just about, hey, you are more, uh, it seems that you are more grounded in this area. And, again, I'm not operating here, so what can I change? And when we do that, we're allowed to grow. But when we hold on to that pride, it keeps us right there. It allows bondage and strongholds in our lives. So I've mentioned ego a number of times here, so I, I want to briefly go just the, well go over that just a little bit. As I mentioned early on, before some of you came in or came on the show, I'm going to do a show later on just the ego um, because it's so much there in that word, so much that we deal with, uh, I think, with, that we don't know about the ego that I feel like we should. So, But ego plays a huge, huge part in pride. What is ego? Basically, inflated opinion 
of self. And you've heard self throughout the night uh, as, as we discuss pride. Uh, it, is, it is an exaggerated sense of self-importance, again, and a feeling of superiority, superiority to other people. I can never say that word. Basically, again, it is about you. It's I, me. Um, I remember thinking a few weeks ago that, and I, and I almost posted this because, again, I often see people just posting things, and mostly on Facebook or even in conversations, their talk. It seems to be all about me, 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 I, 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 I. I very rarely hear God getting the praise and the glory. And I know one of the, um, a few years ago, I was going to be biblical counseling, and, and the counselor asked uh, or said to me, in everything you do, do so that you, you're bringing glory to God. Everything, anything should be about bringing glory to God's word, God's kingdom, and, and everything. And if you really think about that and think about your life, now that doesn't mean you have to go around, um, well, I can't, just just being absurd about it, just, you know, putting God in, you know, you'll call some people and you have to hear a sermon before you, you, you're able to leave, the, leave a message. But what I'm saying is we are nothing without God, but we are everything in him. We can accomplish anything through him. But if we're on self, if we're seeking all that glory and all that satisfaction and all that praise as if it's us, we're the reason. No, it's it's, it's the God in me. It's the transformation. It's the change that you see in me only through God. So if nothing else that you take out of this show, start allowing God to get the glory from your accomplishments, from your situations, start allowing God to get that glory. Okay? So moving along, again, just talking a little bit more about the ego. The word ego, to my knowledge, does not um, appear in the Bible, but, but the concepts and the principles regarding or surrounding the ego, in my opinion, certainly it, it certainly does speak about ego. So... Prime example, um, this show is based on Dying to Live from the beginning. It was based on Galatians 2.20, Dying to Live, Dying of Self. And so I want to read Philippians 2 to you. So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any participation in the Spirit, any affections and sympathy, complete my joy of being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from rivalry or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is, is yours in Christ Jesus. Now, there's a word that showed up, and again, that was Philippians 1 starting at, uh, Philippians 2 starting at verse 1. And I want to go back to do nothing from rivalry or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourself. Now, when is the last time, ask yourself, that you considered uh, others to be more significant than yourself? And you looked at not just your own interests, 
but also the interests of others. And conceit went back to just that part, do nothing from rivalry or conceit, but in humility count others more significant because conceit was one of the words from the very beginning where I mentioned the characteristics of a prideful person, arrogance, conceit, which is self-satisfaction, and vanity. There's so much to take from that, uh, Philippians 2, verse 1 through 10, I believe is where it goes. So study that a bit more. But going back, this show was founded upon Galatians 2.20, meaning dying to self. I personally feel dying to self is the polar opposite of ego. And it is the biblical model for Christians. Unless we're able to die to self, um, I heard a young man recently say that he heard God tell him that we must become unlearned. And to me, uh, that's a powerful statement. And that was um, Anthony from Internal Book of Life. Uh, If you've not had a chance to check that site out, please do so. But he heard God tell him that he needed to become unlearned. In order to become unlearned, you got to learn everything over. And to me, that's basically saying you got to die to self and then learn the Word of God and be obedient and operate in the Word of God. That alone will take the pride away because being prideful is not something that I worked to change, and I'm not completely over it at this point, but operate. The more I let go and let God, the more I allow Tammy or understand that there's parts of Tammy, all parts of Tammy that need to die, you start to see the things that, um, the strongholds, the bondages in your life, the the sins, the deadly sins. I don't think I ever called them that, but those those things that that are hindering our growth. So ego plays a very, very, very important part in pride. I think it all ties right there together. I'm going to check the chat line. <laughs> okay, someone, this is Siren, and she puts, um, she's guilty of refusing help, and I, I, I'm sure it's okay to say your name, Siren. You're kind of okay, I think, with everything. And then ego she has is edging God out. I really like that. So as, as she's listening again, she says she's guilty of refusing help. I raised my hand. So we got two people announcing that. Praise God. And then ego is basically edging for E, God for for uh, for the G out. I really like that. I'm gonna have to use that again. So keep them coming on the chat line. And for those of you who are listening by phone, don't let our chat line people outdo you tonight. Don't be too proud to get on and let somebody hear your voice tonight. Help me out here. So I know you have something to share. I'm sure Siren and I are not the only proud have that sinful pride in our lives. So getting back to the show, and I think I mentioned this earlier about the show, What's the Root of It All?, um, it is so important. If you missed that show, go back and listen because um, although I didn't see this anywhere, read this anywhere, I feel when you are operating on that sinful side of pride, it's not that you are so self-absorbed or you feel that you're so great. I feel it's totally the opposite, that there's such a form of insecurity in your life or 
that you've been hurt so much or disappointed so much until you just kind of give up and say, I can only depend on me or I will only depend on me because people are going to hurt you anyway. They're going to do what they do. And I can really see how people can come to that conclusion. Um, But at the same time, that's something that, that's just life happening. That's part of the world. And some of you may may not remember me saying this, but in reading A Course in Miracles, and I'm still kind of flipping through that book from time to time. A great book. If you if you have not heard of this book, it's called A Course in Miracles. It is one of the best books I've ever read. Foundation for Inner Peace. And again, I've not read it all, but it is a um, a, a a great book. But I remember there's the part in there that says, "Remember no good or bad about anyone." And I thought, that's crazy. Why don't you want to remember the good things that people do for you or did for you, especially the good things? Because, you know, we have no problem remembering the bad things, but it said remember no good or bad things. And as I continue to read, and and I think uh, Tika and I discussed it, um, it, it says because the people that do the best or have your best interest for you today could very well be your enemies tomorrow or your enemy tomorrow. And the people that you think uh, are your worst enemy today could do something very nice for you tomorrow or they could be in your corner tomorrow. And as I look at it that way and and look, look at life, that is so, so, so true, so true. Um, your, your, your best friend could be your enemy tomorrow. The right situation, right time, they could be it an hour from now because people are fickle. People are in their their own world. They have their own things. And if God has not truly, truly transformed their life, truly, if they are not, if they don't feel accountable first to our Father, you mean nothing. And and I will say, you will very rarely hear me say in every situation, but unless a person is is really seeking God, his kingdom, and his righteousness, you don't know who you're dealing with. And I can speak that for my own life when I wasn't seeking. People didn't know what they were dealing with. Because I was I didn't have I didn't have anything to be accountable to. I was confused, lost. Uh, They say hurting people, you've heard this from the beginning of the show, hurting people hurt people. So this prideful, this this, this, this prideful, this uh, side of pride, it brings about so much that we don't even think about. But as I was stating there, it's so important to go back and look at your roots. Why do you feel the way you feel? Why why is there a need to have that sinful pride in your life? Again, because I personally don't think it's about, you know, you feeling so great about yourself. I think it's just the opposite. Okay? Um, remember, so how do we overcome pride? As I work to, don't have too much. How are we doing for time? I'm doing well. Okay. How do we overcome pride? As I mentioned earlier, daily dying to self, daily, daily. And if you've not studied or did any kind of reading on dying to self, I certainly suggest you do and remind yourself 
daily. And then um, be sure to acknowledge those small changes in your life that you feel. As I've said here, there are times I, I, I think, who are you? Because you shouldn't be letting this happen. Or you would have did this in this situation. So I, I sometimes I ask myself, who are you, Tammy? And there are other times where I, I, <laughs> I figure out who I really am because I, I let it go. I let it build up and then I let it go. So not there yet, surely a work in progress. Remember Philippians 2, I read that to you, Philippians 2, 1 through 10. Um, consider others, consider their past hurt, pains, and, and again, as you've heard, hurting people hurt people. So if we get on the side to where we're no longer hurting or dealing with our hurt, we've acknowledged our past hurts, our past pains, and our lives, the people who hurt us, the people who disappointed us, you know, and sometimes it's people that you've given your all to, your everything, that you felt like I laid down and did everything for, but died for this person, and they they basically turn their back on you. That will make you just kind of soak into yourself and say, hey, I can trust no one but myself. But who do we need to trust first and foremost? God. Who do we know has ordered our steps? So even when that person... Um, does you wrong or turn, turns their back to you, it's okay because God has you. So there's no need for us to put on that defense of pride, and particularly when it's deadly to us, not them, but it's more deadly to us. It's like the quote about unforgiveness. It's like giving someone else, you taking poison and watching, waiting for someone else to die crazy. No different here. No different here. So how do we overcome pride? Number one, daily dying to self. And we have a caller, so I'm going to stop right there because I don't want to miss anybody here because I need to learn from you guys about this as well. So I'm going to stop here and I'm going to pull. Okay. We have a caller and uh the way that I'm calling you in, I provide the area code that you're calling from and the last four digits of the number that you're calling from. Caller, we have on air from 901 area code and the last four digits, 9227. You're on the air with us. Hi, Tammy. It's Lisa. How are you? Hi. How are you? Pretty good. Um, first time listening in. Forgive me. Um, Thank you. But something you said, and God brought it to my attention, and um, I just had to share it. Like you said, pride <clears throat> is not necessarily, oh, look at me, look at how great I am, and that goes into ego as well. Um, mm-hmm. But there were times, and and I'm still guilty of this, like, like you said, I'm a work in progress. Um, <laughs> there are times that... Um, there are things that other people are doing that I'm not doing. Like uh, my husband, unfortunately, he smokes. Um, you know, uh, or people I know that curse a lot and things like that. And sometimes I'll find myself saying, oh, you know, I I can't stand it when they do this or they do that. And God has to smack me across the back of my head and say, who are you? Exactly. Exactly. And that. Yeah, he and and I always 
you know, pray about that. I'm like, you know, Lord, you know, you said one sin is just like every other sin. Lying is the same as rape. Murder is the same as, you know, stabbing someone in the back, what have you. Um, but, yeah, that's that's one of my pride things is that, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, you know, a uh, curse word may slip every once in a while, but, you know, I don't do this and I don't do that. And, yeah, he has to smack me upside the head and say, you know, who are you? Really? Right. Who are you? Right. And I think, Lisa, that, and thank you for, for listening tonight. Thank you so much. I think that's so important because I, I, I found myself doing the same thing, focusing on not just with other people, even, even in my own life, where now I focus on, like you said, your husband smokes. Well, there, there's probably something that he has grown out of, and there's something that he's gotten better um, at or doing better at. So if we would focus on the things that God has brought us through rather than what we're still working on, it, life with God is much more amazing that way because if if you can look at those things that God has brought you out of, brought you through, and you still have your 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 sound mind, you still have your joy and your peace, and you look back at the things that you're that you've not quite gotten there on, you know there's gonna come a day where you don't even remember the last cigarette you had or the last cigarette that you craved or the last time you cursed somebody out. Because I mean, I, again, I'm a work in progress on some of those things, and and um, I'll just be honest. I just really had to let somebody have it just this weekend in a way that I haven't. I ain't seen that side of Tammy in so many, so long. I scared myself. But hey, Uh-oh. am I gonna let it get me down and say, Oh God, no, I'm, I'm, no, I'm not? Because Lord knows, I'm gonna give honor that it's been so long to I have really grown. You know, so you have to focus on those things that God has bought you out of and bought you through and know that we all are a work in progress. And who, like you said, who are you? Because you're not, that's not your sin or not your thing. God says, okay, but let me show you a couple of your things that we still are working on. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that'll surely take your mind off of someone else, won't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like you said, uh, let me pull that log out of your eye before you try to take that splinter out of your friend's eye. Yeah, he's not not that. Exactly, exactly. Well, anything else, Lisa? And thank you again for being a first-time listener and caller. So that's two kudos. Well, thank you so much. Great hearing from you, and I will continue to listen. Thank you. Thank you. Great point, and we have, I just, this is Ms. Jocasta with us, right? <laughs> Jocasta? I think we must have lost her. 770 with the last 41663, you on the air with us? Oh, hi. I'm Lashandra. I'm not Jocasta. Oh, I thought this was Jocasta. Oh, I'm so sorry. I pulled in the wrong um, one. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Who, who do we have online with us? My name's Lashandra. LaShondra, okay. I'm sorry, LaShondra. What's your your are you a first time caller as well? Yes, I am. Okay, okay. Well, your number is okay. so close to Jacosta's. Go ahead with your question or comment, and thank you for calling in and and commenting on the same night. Okay, I just have a um just a question. I struggle with the pride and anger. 
they like go hand in hand. Like once the pride is hurt, and then here comes the anger really quickly behind it. Mm-hmm. I just want to know if y'all have like any suggestions or anything because I'm really trying to just keep it, you know, level, keep a level head at all times, but it gets hard for me. Really, and anger is actually the one that we're going to talk about. Um, it, it's the second one because, as you said, it, it lines up right there because when you are acting out of anger, um, as I mentioned in, in what's the root of it all, it's, you really have to stop because in most cases it's not about a that situation that's going on or what has just occurred. It's It's other things that are in you. For instance, I remember, oh, Lord, I used to have road rage so bad. I mean, like, I probably could have really ended up in prison. That's how bad it was, but for Mm -hmm. God's grace and mercy. Like, and it wasn't really about the person that pulled out in front of me. It wasn't at all. It was just that everything else, now you're going to get it because you just, you pulled out in front of me, so now you're going to get everything that I've allowed to happen before before now, and it could be today, it could have been yesterday, it could have been last month. So I would say, first of all, deal with the things that are going on with you. What are the things that are really bothering you? What are the things that you're dissatisfied with about your life? What is it that you want to change? Who is it that gets under your skin the most? What is it that gets under your skin the most and why? Because, again, I've, I found with myself, and, and for those of you who are listening, maybe you have something else to share, um, it wasn't about, it never really was about that that particular thing that I'm so angry about. It's because I have allowed so much to pile up. So if you start to eliminate things as they happen as best you can, confront them in honesty, um acknowledging them, the less you will find yourself going off. As I mentioned this past weekend, it's because I had allowed a pile of stuff to build up. And I just blew off the handle. So Yeah, I, and and that's what I do. I just try and like let it go, let it go, let it go and then boom. <laughs> See the truth really does set us free. We have to really we've gotten as as a as a world as families, as in relationships, we have become so adjusted to or okay with not being honest, not being truthful. If it's how you feel, it's how you feel. If someone hurt you, tell them. If someone is making you feel a certain way, and there's a tactful way to do it, but when we allow it to build up, um, I, I, I can remember telling people right here on this show that my life started to feel like a trash can. Like I was like, no more people. There's nothing else you can dump here. This is this 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 is this is filled to capacity. Or imagine yourself, you know, when you're cleaning up, constantly sweeping and uh, and putting all that dirt under one rug, but never really picking it up. Even the smallest, finest dirt, one day you will find that that rug. It's off the floor because that trash, it seems so small, so fine as you put it in, but continue to pile it up. Continue to do that without, you know, getting that dustpan out and throwing it out. Can you imagine the growth in that world? So you allow your spirit to grow. You allow whatever is going on to manifest until the point 
you got to explode. It's going to explode. It's going to. Okay. So I'm going to make sure um, that the caller, Lisa, I'm not sure if you had another comment or I just didn't take you out. Did you reselect the button? button I bought you back in. Did you have something to share with our caller? Lisa? Okay, so maybe I just didn't take her out. I wanted to make sure. And if someone's out there listening and you have something else to share with our caller, I, I mean, and, and pray about it. Uh, that's, you know, pray, pray always yes. pray about it um, because cause God has to step in. I don't know how old you are, but depending how long you've allowed things to build up in your life, you know, it's hard to, on, in our own accord or in our own self, get through those things and really focus on what what's going on what what things what's your what's the root of it all what's there that is um is causing those outbursts of anger and um and deal with things as they come into your life and people don't allow people to dictate what stays with you get it out get it out and, okay. and then it becomes they have to deal with that, but don't allow people to leave stuff on you because, again, that's like giving you taking the poison and watching someone else die. Think You took it, so guess who's right. going to die? Me. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. So, so you're welcome, and if you get a chance, listen, as we'll be covering anger uh, which is one of the seven deadly sins as well, uh, next week as well. Okay? All right. Thanks. Thank you. Okay, great questions uh, and comments. So I'm going to check the chat line. Okay, we have more from Siren, and we're going to cover, I see she's kind of, uh, going ahead because we've not touched on humility, but that is that is the part that we're going to end with. Humility is the opposite of pride. Humility is God. Humility in God promotes us. Promotes us not. Let's see. Promotes us not putting down others' shortcomings to promote ourselves with content. She's exactly right. I have something on that as well. Um, and she says Anthony Robbins gets the edge. Help me with my emotions. So get the edged, and that's a book by Anthony Robbins. I'm assuming um, helped her with her emotions, and she said there is a just anger and an unjust anger. So to our caller, there's a just anger and an unjust anger. I think that's very important to know because sometimes people um, feel like they can't get angry, they can't voice their opinion or say anything, but we have to learn to operate in in truth. And remember, Jesus went through the temple and, and tore some things up, turned some things over. When's the last time we did that for the word of God? So, um, matter of fact, she's saying that Jesus had an outburst of anger when he kicked the thieves out of the temple. Exactly. Uh, she says, I prayed for God to give me a just anger, and he did. So, uh, great comment. Comments And she said there's a CD series by Anthony Robbins, and it's called Get the Edge. Um, so Get the Edge. So maybe some of you want to uh, listen to that or check that series out. Maybe worth it. Um, as the, That was my third thing as our chat, chat uh, 
caller, chat listener, noted humility. That's the third thing we were on. So how do we overcome pride? Humility is our third third thing. And let's look at it. And I want to be sure that you understand um, what humility is and then also what it's not. And it's certainly not insulting yourself or putting yourself last in the sense where, um, and I don't want you to get that confused with Philippians that I read earlier, because you have to love yourself as well. God is not saying put everything and everybody before you. Basically, we're saying if you love yourself and love others as you love yourself in Christ, it's it's a wrap. It's a done deal. It's good. Everything is good. But we have to learn, have to first learn to love God. That's that's the first and greatest commandment. And love your neighbor, whomever your neighbor is, and don't get tied up thinking that it's the person across the street, only the person across the street next door. Your neighbors are your your people closest to you, in your circle, your family, your friends, your brother, your sister, your wife, your mother, everybody. Where Everybody is your neighbor. Your enemy is your neighbor. So I want to be sure that you understand it is not insulting yourself or putting yourself last, but it's about acknowledging all the gifts and talents that, that are from God, that come from God. And as I mentioned earlier, it's so important that we be sure that God is glorified in all that we do and all that we are. So so humility is not self-deprecation, but it's, it, it's rather acknowledging God and making sure he receives the glory. And I'm going to give you some examples. Let's say someone compliments you for your singing they say that you're you have a, a, a great voice, a good voice. I'm gonna give you a prideful response, a self deprecating response, and a humble response, one of humility. And then I'm gonna give you some examples of pride people versus humble people. Okay, again, this is someone complimenting someone that they have a great voice. Um a prideful response is, you're right, I do have an incredible voice. It's about time you noticed. Now, sometimes people will say things like that and they're saying it, you know, in fun and games. That's okay. Um, and some people won't say it quite like this, but their response, you know, as they say sometimes it's how you say something, you kind of get the feel that they're wearing that arrogance, that they're wearing that pride on their shoulder, um, and it's all about them. Um, a self-deprecating response would be, oh, no, I can't sing. My voice is horrible. I hate it when people do this. I'd almost like, i almost rather them take that prideful response because here what you have is what you're really doing is saying, hey, I really know I can sing, but I don't want to act like it. You're in that double-minded, that's some double-minded stuff going on right there. And that that just, that just I cannot stand that. But that's a self-deprecating response. Oh, no, I can't sing. My voice is horrible. And basically what you're doing is saying, keep feeding my ego, keep going. I really need to hear this. I really need to know how wonderful my voice is. 
Um, I need um, some, hmm, I don't know, we'll leave that there. The humble answer is thank you. I'm grateful that God has blessed me with this voice, and I'm happy to be able to share it maybe whenever I can or however I can. That's the humbling answer, one with humility, just acknowledging God's gift to you, God's grace and mercy in your life, and God gets the praise and the glory. Um, And as I said, remember, we are nothing without God. Well, I'll say I was nothing without God. I had nothing outside of him, And, and, and I definitely need him in my life, definitely. So... I want to um, share this with you. Um, This is Proverbs, I believe it's 16. I don't know exactly where in in Proverbs, I believe it's 16. But pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Some of us have fallen, and it's not because God put us there. You know, we can, we can, we can, God may, I'm sure, we, okay, God allow, allows everything. But we need to be mindful of our choices and the spirits and the bondage that we allow in our lives, the things that we take upon ourselves. Uh, when we are not committed to dying to live or becoming unlearned, as I mentioned uh, from Anthony, got that statement from Anthony, Eternal Book of Life, you know, we're headed for a fall. We're operating in those deadly sins. And it goes, it is better to be of a lowly spirit with the poor than to divide the spoil with the proud. And that's Proverbs 16. Um, Going to give you some examples or some comparison between proud people and humble people. And if we don't have anything after that, I'll close it out there. Um, But I want to give you these. Proud people compare themselves with others and feel worthy of respect and honor. There's nothing worse than a person who feels like the world owes them something. Like you got to say, you got to acknowledge everything that they do. You got to, and especially not a grown person. It's so, it's just so not, not um, a beautiful sight. So proud people compare themselves with others and feel worthy of respect and honor. Humble people compare themselves with the holiness of God and feel a desperate need for his mercy. I want to read that one again. Compare themselves with the, and this is humble people, compare themselves with the holiness of God and feel a desperate need for God's mercy. Another example, proud people have a hard time saying, I was wrong, will you please Forgive me. A humble person, they're quick to admit their failure and to seek forgiveness when necessary. And I like that part, when necessary. Because as Siren said in the chat line, you know, there's some just and there's some unjust anger. And so sometimes, you know, we people just need to hear what we've said. They needed that 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 just response, that just anger. Proud people, another example, become bitter and resentful when they are wronged. They try to hold others hostage with their unforgiveness, which is actually impossible. 
They carry grudges and keep a record of wrongs. Now, this used to be an area that I was queen in. I mean, I'm going to read that one again just to remind myself of how out of order I was. They become bitter and resentful when they are wronged. They try to hold others hostage with their unforgiveness, which is actually impossible, as we talked about the, the poison. They carry grudges and keep a record of wrongs. I mean, I, I, I had a, an, an invisible list on everybody. I mean, and you and I could call it off at the drop of a dime. And as I was sharing with the caller, you know, that's when we go off so badly on somebody that, that didn't really deserve it, or even the person that might have deserved it, but they deserved it long ago. You know, and it might not have been so so um, deep if we had just kind of briefly said, "Hey, listen, not here." long before the, the, the angry response. So that was the proud response. The humble response to that or the humble person, he gives thanks in all things. They are quick to forgive because they realize how much God has forgiven them. They let go of grudges and are set free from the poison of unforgiveness and bitterness. So I may end with that one tonight. I may come back and read that one again. I think that's a good one unless we come across another one that seems to be more fitting. Um, Another example, proud people are especially prone to criticize those in positions of authority, their pastor, their boss, their parents, and they talk to others about the faults they see. Humble people, on the reverse of that, reverence, encourage and lift up those that God has placed in positions of authority and they talk to God in intercession rather than gossiping about the faults they see in others. I think that's uh, kind of what Lisa and I got on earlier, um, kind of taking your mouth off of people and just, you know, praying for those people to get through and hoping that they're praying for your things that you've not come through. Uh, Another Example, and we're almost at the end. Proud people claim rights and have a demanding spirit. I think that coincides with our first one, feeling worthy of honor and respect. But, again, they claim rights and have a demanding spirit. A humble person, on the flip side of that, yield their rights and have a meek spirit. A proud person desire to be served They want life to revolve around them and their own needs. And there's nothing just more disastrous to the eye than this type of person. It's like you you never can do enough. They're never satisfied. Everything is about me, 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 I, I, I. The flip side of that, the humble person, they're motivated to serve others and to be sure others' needs are met before they're on. And we go back to Philippians in that um, as a a reference through the word. Lastly, uh, a proud person likes to talk about themselves and rarely show an interest in other people, rarely ask personal questions of others that would show that they are genuinely interested in their life. The humble person, they make it a point to show a genuine interest in other people by asking them questions about their life and their interests. Genuinely listen when others are talking. And I think that's very important. And that's something 
that that I continuously have to work on as well is really being a listener um, and just kind of sitting back and allowing people to talk. The plus in that as well is that you learn so much more about a person when you allow them to talk, when you listen. And I'm sure you've heard, you know, that's why God gave us one mouth and two ears. I used to hear that all the time as a child. But I think that that one is very, very important. Um, we got more from Siren. She is she's going in this chat line tonight. Um, <laughs> let's see, where did we leave off? She says, exactly, uh, LOL, very insecure talent, that second response. Okay, I think you were talking about the comparisons. And um, she said, ouch, guilty, I got to work on that invisible hostage takeover. <laughs> yep, that's the second, that's the one I think I said I was going to end the show with. So I'm going to go back and read that example. And wow, there's a thin line between boldness and pride. I have some things to work on. God forgive me. How humbling is that? So you're not alone, Siren, you and me both. Maybe we will pray about that at Bible study this week. Um, speaking of that, if any of you are in, in the Memphis area, Cordova, Bartlett, anywhere in the Memphis area, we'd love for you guys to have Bible study with us on Wednesday night. You can send me a message, and I'll give you more information on that. But if we don't have – thank you, Siren, again. Great, great, great comments there, and I hope that they've been a blessing. I'm sure they have to some of our listeners. But I want to end with the example again um, proud people versus humble people. And this one just, again, I guess I'm reading it because um, it is not a good thing to hold people hostage. And I wasn't a happy person when I when I was doing this. I'm never a happy person when I'm when I'm doing this or, or, you know, you know when you're operating out of the will of God. You know when you're being. I'll say I know when I'm being Tammy. Um, and not um, being obedient to God's word and, and, and operating in his will. So I'm going to end the show with this one. And if you all have, I'm not going to end the show with this one. We have a caller. Okay. All right. We have a caller from 901 Area Code. The last four digits is 8714. Caller, you're on the air with us. Yeah, I just have uh, one quick question. I uh, called in late. Uh, so I didn't catch all of the show. But um, I just had one quick question. Is it wrong to to, uh, to tell people I'm proud of you, I'm proud of what you've done, you know, acknowledging what they've done, but you're saying you're proud because I've always have gotten that confused. So I didn't, I, I wasn't uh, really, I wasn't really sure on, Pride, because when I read about pride in the Bible, I'm like, okay, you know, well, we shouldn't be saying, well, we're proud of each other. I don't know, but that, that's that was a point where I was like confused at, and I was wondering, uh, like, what did you uh, have on that? Yeah, we touched a, I just touched a little bit on that. In my opinion, absolutely. Um, I, I feel that that we should acknowledge when people are I think that's what people are really wanting and looking and looking for. Now when I say there there can be a there is a thin line to that as well because yeah. coming to comparing those people that compare themselves with others and feel worthy of respect and honor. You know, because some if you if you focus on that, if if I am doing something um 
because of my gift, my passion, my purpose. And when you're doing it to bring the glory to God, you almost don't even need it because you're wanting God to get that glory. And this is a place where I had to grow to. I had to get to where it's not about you, Tammy. It's not about you getting the gratification. God, you do God's work and he will, your light will shine through him. You will you will get due process. And if you don't, it's not about you. You're not looking for that, that, that praise and that glorification. You're wanting God's word to shine through you. You're wanting people to see, because I'll, I'll be honest with you, and I was thinking about this today. I, I sometimes, and, and I'm going to keep it real here, I sometimes like, okay, God, if, if I would be honest with you guys, this Monday, this this is God's work. I'm I, I don't I'm not here. Tammy is not here because this is something she just wants to do every Monday. Because it takes so much work. And I remember getting to a point saying, I don't care if I sign on and there's not one person on. I'm gonna do that show like it's a million people listening. I'm gonna give it my all because this. It's God's work, and it's not about me. So I say that, yes, we we need to, to, to be pleasant people. When someone does something, we need to say thank you. We need to acknowledge, hey, great job. I couldn't have did that because that's not where I operate at. But, again, as I said earlier, we're wanting to wear the entire body. We're wanting um, the gratification all over rather than operating in our passion and our gift. It's like you have a gift of doing what you do, graphic design. So when you do good work, we ask, hey, this is good because I can't do that. I can't do that. You know, so I think it's very healthy and that we should say thank you. We should tell people, hey, this is awesome. I, this, this is amazing because I'm always amazed about the work that people like you can do. I think you guys are far beyond anything I can ever imagine in my mind. And and we should say thank you. We should um we should just give that give that person um a word of thanks and let them know that they are appreciated. And I think if we did that more lovingly and in the proper way, I think people will start to feel a little bit more confident um, in what they do, but people feel so, um, I guess, used, and and we've become a world that we don't know how to communicate. We don't know how to say please, thank you, will you, you know. So there's so much going on out there. But maybe somebody else, y'all help me with it. And I hope I answered your question. I say yes, you should, you should certainly do that. And let me see what Siren is saying here. Um. She says, I think you're saying, yes, there's siren that we should. And she says, your heart determines whether or not you are bragging on your accomplishments or simply sharing to encourage someone else or give God props for helping you accomplish those things. I certainly agree. And it also goes back to what you're looking for. I think we need to just come to a place to where if no one says, great job, if no one says, hey, this is awesome, that you know that it is, that you know you did a great job. It's that saying that said, if you sweep the streets, 
sweet them so they sparkle. Sweet them where they come they come and they say, that person must be a man or a woman of God because nobody else will clean the streets like that. Nobody else will take the trash out like that. It's like the guys who come over to to um, dump my trash. I absolutely love them. I mean, I wish I could just, I wish they could show up one day and I could give them a million dollars and say go home because they, they do it with such love. There are times that I don't pull my trash out and they'll pull it out. I've learned from my neighbors, they've asked, is she okay? We've not heard or seen from her. You know, just concern, and they're like that for the street, for the entire street. So I took it upon myself to call and say, hey, what are their names, and what do they like, so that I could say, hey, I appreciate what you do. That goes, I mean, we need to do that, and we need to do it more often, I feel. So any other questions or comments, or anybody else wants to share anything with our call, the lines are open. Well, I mean, and I know, and I think all of us know from from life experience uh, that, well, I can speak for myself really that when 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 someone gives you a compliment, especially when you're uh, you might have low self esteem about yourself at times, or you may not be as confident, or you don't you you don't think or feel as confident. But when someone uh, you know, says something or I'll give you a compliment and you take it like, it, it, I mean, and, and you take it the right way and you don't let it go over your head, I mean, that can build up your confidence and your self-esteem. Um, mm-hmm. in a, in, in, I mean, in, I mean that, that can happen. I mean, that's happened to me. Uh, but, I, but I also know, too, that, I mean, you get so full of yourself, you know, somebody or something is going to bring you, I mean, you up high and somebody's going to bring you way, or something or somebody's going to bring you way down and you're going to be like, man, you know, I, I wasn't the, the stuff that I thought I was, you know, and all that. And it, it, it humbles you. I mean, that, that, that can humble you too. But, uh, but, but no, that was, that, was, that was all I wanted to ask, so. Well, well thank you. And I want to I wanna just piggyback one thing on what you said. I think it's also important for us as believers, as followers, um, to have wisdom and pick up on when someone needs a little bit more encouraging, when their spirit is kind of in need of uplifting to encourage one another. And that's why it's so, it's, to me, my opinion, it's so important, so important to know who you are in Christ and be able to hear God's voice and be discerning of situations, of people, so that when you are a little down, I can pick up on that, that I'm not so consumed into myself and what I'm doing and how I'm doing and how I'm feeling so that I can pick up on what you're going through and say, hey, are you okay? Hey, you did a good job. Hey, you look nice today. Just those words alone. So simple. Something as simple as the people who check you out at the grocery store every day. Get to know their names. Tell them they look good. Look for them sometimes. You don't know what people are needing from us. But, again, we're such a world of texting, emailing, Facebooking, until we very rarely have a conversation that produces growth from within that produces relationships so that I can make that spiritual connection with you and I know when my brother or my sister needs more of me. 
or they need they need just an extra pat on the back today. Doesn't mean that they're um, proud. It just means that hey, I need a little bit more today. Because I certainly there are days where I certainly need a little bit more. There are days I feel like I'm such a baby sometimes. Um, I shared that on the show. I remember I had a whole weekend of it of just stuff, just stuff. So we as as People of God, we need to be able to pick up on that. And that requires work. That requires obedience in the Word. So I just wanted to, to touch base because we all we all have been there needing that, if we be honest, and we're going to be there again. I just hope that the people around me are able to pick up on that and say, hey, something's not right, and then call me out on it. Don't let me, don't let me waddle in my mess. So, great comment, great question. As always, thank you for listening. Anything else you wanted to share? No, that's it. Okay, well, thanks again. You always bring great comments that, that create additional conversations. So thanks for being a, a listener. You're welcome. Thank you. Okay, well, I said that I wanted to end. I've gone just 15 minutes, 16, 17 minutes now, over. Um, and I want to end here. Before I do that, I'm going to check on Miss Siren out here because she is co-hosting tonight. Um, <laughs> she's just saying great job um, on, and about never seeing floors this shiny. Um, I, let's see, he was always nice to me and champ and never rushed out of the dining hall if we were running late. Okay, so she's saying there was a man that cleaned the floors um, of the shelter I used to live in for a few months. Again, how humbling of you to share this. Um, He was very mean and would rush you out of the dining hall. He kept the floors very shiny, and I told him how great of a job he did and how I've never seen floors that shiny. He was always nice to me and champ and never rushed us out of the dining hall if we were running late, and I'm assuming she said, after, you know, after her telling him. And, again, sometimes people just need to be appreciated. They just need to feel like, I don't care if it's the trash people, the floor. Um, as you've heard me say here, you know, you can make the trash, the person that picks up your trash feel like the president, or you can make the president feel like he picks up your trash, and vice versa there. So it's about how you appreciate, how you validate, how you love people. And it all, everything, I'm learning through this show that everything comes right back to love. Everything. If we would just operate in the kind of love that God expresses to us daily. You know, as I pray today, I I usually start by asking God to, to forgive me, you know, for sins and whatever else. And today, it was different. It was just, God, I just want to thank you. Because before, if, if before I had a chance to ask you for forgiveness, you woke me up. So, so I want to focus on the things that I'm thankful for. Before I had a chance to say, forgive me, you woke me up in my side mind. I have, I have everything that I need today, more than I need today. So I just wanted to, first of all, just say thank you for everything, all the things, the things I need, the things that I don't need. 
it's just it's so much to give thanks for. I ran across, and maybe this is why my prayer was like this tonight, I ran across a, a quote that said, if you only had today what you thanked God for yesterday, what would you have? And that, that settled in my spirit. So if you only had access to today were the things that you thanked God for yesterday, do a list. What did you thank God for yesterday? So I found myself thanking him for everything today, everything, before I started asking for forgiveness or anything. Lord, just thank you. Just thank you. Because I laid down a sinner and woke up with another day to get something right, to overcome. It's like our first caller, Lisa, said, to overcome some, some of my stuff and stop worrying about somebody else's stuff. Another opportunity. So when we get to that point, we're in a great place. And it's always, always, always necessary to focus on what God has brought you through, not the things that you're dealing with. I mean, and I'm not saying you don't work to get over them, certainly. But if your mind is over on what you are trying to get through, it takes away from what God has already brought you through, and and it keeps the focus off you knowing that those things will come to pass as well. It will allow you to set up that that proudfulness because at some point you're going to start to feel unworthy. Like, I can't do this. God doesn't love me. And all kinds of things. You know, we all have our own demons that we deal with. Goes back to last week's show, what's the root of it all. Again, if you guys missed that show, Great show. I gave um, not of my own doing. I don't really know. Those questions came just from God. So gave out some great questions, um, some that that it, it's very important to go back and answer in your quiet time. I know when I answered mine, I, a lot of wounds, a lot of things came up. So I challenge you all to, to go back, listen to that show, uh, and prepare to this, well prepare for the second part of this show. I'll end it out next week with this. I'm not going to linger this on too much, but we will discuss the remaining six, and that's if time permits. I'm going to try to get it all out of the way, and that's the anger, lust, greed, envy, gluttony, and sloth. So we'll close out, but again, wanting to cover pride tonight because it is the the it's the seed of it all. It's the root of it all, and um, it goes deeper if we don't address it and deal with with it. Okay, I'm going to check Miss Siren out here in the, <laughs> she says LOL, and I guess she's saying because she is co-hosting tonight. Siren, thank you. You've, you've been a real trooper in the chat line tonight. So thank you for keeping it going. Uh, Siren is one of our our new but consistent listeners. I think this is probably her third or maybe third or fourth show, and I may be a little bit off there, but um, she's been hanging with us for the last uh, few Mondays, and a special thanks to our new callers tonight, first-time listeners and first-time commenters as well, if that's the way to say it, special thanks to you all as well. So without further ado, I'm going to close it, went over 23 minutes, so I'm proud of the time 
Thank you all for listening. Be sure to tune in to tomorrow's uh, King, The King and You. That is a session. I may be on for a little bit tomorrow night, um, but that is a session that uh, it's called The King and You, and it's a men's ministry. So have your husband, your sons uh, listen in to that show as well. It airs each Tuesday night, 8 o'clock Central Standard Time, the same call-in number, the same um page as well. You enter in the same information to get that show. And again, that is The King in You. It is a ministry for men. Um, you know, kind of listen to that, support that ministry as well. So that is tomorrow night, 8 o'clock Central Standard Time, and I will probably be on that show for just a little bit, but I won't stay on, and we'll go from there. Thank you all for tuning in tonight, and I look forward to Having you back here next Monday, 8 o'clock Central Standard Time, and we will finish up the series on the seven deadly sins. Thank you, and have a great night.